Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Ahoy, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. As you guys can see, uh, me and Bandit brought back Brad Olson this evening. Um, if you're not familiar with Brad, he is the author of like 10. Are we up to 10 now or you got 11? <laughs> We're up to 10. This is the latest. Yes, yeah, beyond eccentric, and you actually sent me that, and I've got to say I've been working on it. We're 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 almost there. It's it's fantastic from my perspective, and you know he's he's the author of all the you know a lot of great books, a lot of great works, and man, he's he's always out there talking about some good stuff. In fact, he was just telling me he's going to be you know down there talking at Disclosure this weekend, so that's fantastic for anybody out there that's going to be headed to that. That's I I commend you guys. That's probably going to be a good time. How you doing this evening, bud? Hey, doing great, guys. Nice to see you again. And it is the Disclosure Fest conference in Los Angeles, historic park, right across the uh, dry riverbed from Dodger Stadium, nice. uh, close to downtown LA. So I'll be on, uh, I think, around one o'clock, one to two. And it's a, it's a live event, of course, being filmed, but no podium, no slides, no nothing except for a couple uh, post-it notes. So this, this is a challenge. I've never done a, a full hour talk like that, just off my notes or just memory things I know, but I'm prepared and love the challenge, ready to do it. Shoot, I think you, I, I think you, I think we had an excellent time last time we were here, just kind of talking off, off the hip there, I believe. And I think, I think you'd be all right. I, I, I don't know, I enjoy talking to you. You're very, very, uh, you're you're an eccentric fellow, and I really enjoy just the way that <laughs> you carry yourself. And you know, you just, I've always seen a smile on your face. It's one thing I can definitely say. And other places that I've caught you and stuff, you're always you know you, you talk about some serious things, but yet you're quite a happy dude. And that that kind of flies well with me around here. Well, we gotta try to stay positive in these somewhat troubling times, sure. uh, especially today. Any investor or crypto or metals investor, it's a bloodbath out there i know a lot of people that are probably not smiling today but uh what did it uh like a casino bitcoin, you go in and gamble you might lose bitcoin dipped below twenty five thousand. was it today oh i think it's like 23 now it's, yeah wow. and the double digit the, losses the, yesterday the market it, it entered a bear market today i guess 
Yeah, everything, yeah. everything, everything is down. Everything is, everything's down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. The economy, the economy is definitely in kind of a, in kind of a tizzy for sure. But you know, I mean, that, that at the same time, I, I see a lot of potential in things like that. There's a lot of people that you know have, have cash assets and stuff now that could easily you know liquidate into some things that could benefit after a economy did crash really, or you benefit themselves. And starting a new business, a lot of people are like, oh, that sounds crazy. But believe it or not, I, I think, think starting it's... a new business now is a great idea because it you is, might actually though. make it through the through this crap, you know, on the low level and be some infrastructure on the other side. It's not gonna crash. I know. You you're not you're everybody perfect. not everybody not what everybody thinks. Everybody wants to, the only the only thing they have to compare to a stock market crash is, uh, oh, that's going to the great. That's the only thing that they can think of is the Great Depression. That's it. True. They 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 can't look back. They can't do their own research and look at the highs and lows of the stock market. How how drastically has gone up and down. Sure. Sure. Well, the old saying is buy low, sell high. So the buy question the is, where's the floor? To jump in, and <laughs> that, that other maybe question, I don't. Goals. I don't play it though. I don't play the. Yeah. I don't play the stock market. I like tangible assets. Me too. There you I go. do. I, I do. I like tangible yeah. assets. Everybody's got their thing. I won't. It is if you want to do your own thing and you want to buy, you want to invest in uh, cryptocurrency. It's just not my thing. I like I like to be able to hold my I like to be able to hold it in my hand, you know. I like to be able to touch it. It's, it's like probably, yeah. silver. Even but that took uh, today too. I think gold is now fifty bucks. Oh wow! That that market is so rigged, guys. How is it that it is rigged? All precious in... metal markets are rigged. All precious exactly. metal markets are rigged. Totally. And the thing is, I keep telling people they're like, "Oh, you got to back up to gold." And who gives gold value? People. And guys, how is it that Everything all commodities are double-digit inflation, but gold and silver are going down? Yeah, they're cheaper yeah, now than they were right. uh, half a year ago. It doesn't make it's any all sense. It's totally value. Right. It's all oh, perceived yeah. value. It's all scam. Yeah, it's all perceived. So, it's like what you – it only has value because you give it value. I like to think of like – Precious commodities, as in beans, bullets, you know, skills, stuff that's stuff you can barter with when there is no perceived value. Yes, when there is no perceived value of like any type of currency, I want like things sure. that you can barter with. Sure, I mean tobacco, know? tobacco and alcohol. That's I've always had a thought that that's a great thing because I can't think of a time in history the, where both items weren't enjoyed by humans. That's right. Since the beginning of time, though, tobacco and alcohol has been enjoyed since the, before Christ BC. Wow. I see. That I is, see. Cal finally was able to join us. So fantastic. Made it. Hey, hey. Bill, you're just, we're just, we were just kind of discussing the, the economy currently, and just kind of wow. just to catch you up a little bit. Just figured you'd let you know this was okay. going on. We're talking about the uh, the rig system, basically. Okay. This is another one of my co-hosts, Brad. He's, I think he might have been on. I don't know if he was on with you last time or not. He, he comes on here quite frequently. This is Kel. Everybody that's hey, how's it going? joining in for the evening, y'all know him. I think it was just us three last time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but the. Uh, 
No, I, I really think uh, I think along the lines of like the the tobacco and the alcohol because I can't show me when people haven't enjoyed alcohol like in human history. Like, there's, or we're willing really to pay for it. <laughs> that would be a good barter item. You're right because uh, we all know people who smoke cigarettes and they go without. Oh yeah, sure. they'll trade or barter or buy just about any price. Sure. Yep. Sure. But, you know, you, you don't want to you don't want to take advantage of the situation. But uh, I think you're right. We should have some barterable materials because what if the ATMs didn't work? You know, there, there's a lot of talk right now with what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. And maybe Russia doesn't like that we've been given information and arms to the Ukrainians. They sure. might do something to the U.S., China. Yeah, China's the wild card and, and right they, now, and they, they have the ability, guys, to knock out our power grid. Do you? Can you imagine how crazy this country would get if the whole power grid went down just for even a couple days? Sure, if it went for a week or two, it would be total anarchy in the streets. It would sure. take a lot to knock out the whole power grid, though. So. They might so. go for certain sections, like certain places. Yeah. Predicting like major metropolitan yeah. areas. That's where yeah. you need to like be keep your fingers crossed. The major metropolitan. I have a plan area. to get out quick if it hits. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, in California. I've always thought we're really susceptible out here. Sure. Because not only are there quite a few um, Chinese immigrants, and they buy up all the houses and land out here. That's why it's so expensive. You know, they love it out here, and why not? California is China's a Mediterranean climate. Own. China's got their own problems. I've always I don't know the, why they would want to go poking their finger into something else that they just don't want any piece of. You know, they're all talk as far as that goes. They have their own serious issues. Sure, really, but they are they are being serious, serious about issues. Taiwan. Like they are they are like I don't know, there's definitely something going on over there in Taiwan. I can't say that. Yeah, and North Korea wants South Korea back. Yeah. I said, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you're right. I think though. it's they just do. saber rattling. It's just saber rattling. Sure. I don't you know. Let's yeah, you're right. We shouldn't even try to I don't even want to give that a second. Bring me that uh Man. kind of energy. No, no. But going so, on so, with Ukraine. Uh, Man, I have a feeling that this is all just a you know, a big ploy to keep the war machine fueled. I don't think anything major is going. Ukraine was never going to win. <laughs> that was that was never a thing. Ukraine's never going to win this, right? You no, know, if the yeah, two guys a day, it's they're it's losing two hundred on the high estimate. They're losing two hundred to three hundred soldiers a day. Oh wow, that's you not that, dude. You didn't know that. No, I, I but I heard where he was asking for like seven billion a month or some shit. They are sh Russia is shooting something like fifty thousand artillery rounds into Ukraine every oh, wow. week, two weeks, something like that. Oh wow! Yeah, no, I didn't realize. Oh, that. it's insane. They've been they've sh um. There's evidence that. There, uh, Russia is using old 1960 to 1970 era anti ship missiles as artillery rounds I did, into I, Ukraine. I did see, show me that. I did see. Yeah, that. isn't that wild though? It is, but it. But I mean, it. But I swear to God, if I hear a, Putin's price price hike one more time, 
I'm going to lose it, man. Anybody who believes that Putin is the cause of our inflation and our fuel prices, man, I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> I got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, that's, that's one of them Joe Biden things that I keep hearing. And I'm just it's, like, why, you know, why is that even a, even a thought? Like that's, we all know yeah. why the, why the prices are going crazy between all the money they've printed in the past couple of years to, to all the crap. Paper money in existence was printed in the last two years. Sure. Sure. So, so I gotta, you know, I gotta ask enough some, of that. That's yeah, elevating. No, that's why, that's why I'm totally going to jump <laughs> off of that. So, but I mean, in a sense, I guess in a way to kind of get into some, some spooky stuff, I was, I caught you recently over on another channel and you were talking about down there in Antarctica and, and like hidden pyramids and stuff. And I actually know you've been to Antarctica. So like, like I gotta, I gotta mm -hmm. ask, do you think there's any good spicy stuff they're hiding down there from us? <laughs> well, let's put it this way. If you wanted to hide from drones or satellites or being watched in any kind of way on the surface, it's two places to go on earth, the deepest depths of the ocean or under the ice in Antarctica. Because I'm watching a show on Hulu called Helix. Oh yeah. It's about an off the books re government research. It's a, it's a Hollywood production on Hulu, some pretty good actors in it. Uh, two seasons. It's about an off the books research lab in Antarctica in, under the ice in Antarctica. So it's like a, a version of umbrella corp that is researching this end of all ending world ending plagues under the uh, ice in Antarctica. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, sometimes uh, art imitates life. Right, a little yeah. predictive programming to perhaps yeah, get us accustomed exactly right. to what is coming. How about that? Uh, NASA has just announced last week that they're going to start investigating UFOs because they really want to get to the bottom of it and find out uh, the real nature of UFOs. They announced they're uh, commissioning a study to examine reports of unidentified aerial phenomenon, yeah. UAPs. Yeah. Events in the sky that can be explained by conventional aircraft or other known phenomenon from a scientific perspective. It's an interesting new development given the fact that the U.S. military has become increasingly open about studying these phenomenon for several years, like the Pentagon stuff from the last couple of years. But why all the sudden interest? Never a straight answer is going to open an investigation. Isn't that about six decades too late? Right. I got that, man. NASA, I like that never look. a straight answer. Straight I like answer. that, man. That's, That's a, a new one for me. I'm going to use that from now on. Thanks, man. So so do you think they're hiding this kind of – like you think this is like – government black i personally think a lot of these ufo things are like government black projects and really that's just the government investigating the government to launder money from like my opinion but like do you think some of this stuff is down there in like antarctica or whatever yeah 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 i do i have some pictures from google earth in 2013 at a location in what happened to be the same area that the germans claimed for new schwabenland Really? Pre-World War II and where their presumed New Berlin base was located or base 211 was how it was indicated on maps. And inland from there, where they claimed New Schwabenland, 
in 2013 on Google Earth at a same GPS coordinates for the Conan West German base. You see, the Germans never left New Schwabenland after World War II. Okay. They just burrowed underground, right? And they became West Germany. So that was the cover for their ongoing presence in the same location as New Schwabenland. And so okay. this Conan base, I saw it on the coordinates. It was a seasonal base up on the polar plateau. And my jaw dropped when I was looking at these images from 2013 in the Wayback Machine on Google Earth, some massive machine-like excavation under the ice was taking place. Since sure. then, they, uh, they only excavated that one year, and then they put like a circus tent kind of poles poking up, and that's all you can see protruding from the ice now. But when they had dug it out, it was, it was like a massive machine. I'd say that is one of the three craft that have been termed by the alphabet agencies, Nina, Pinta, and Santa Maria. That's the nickname for the three crafts down in Antarctica. I'd say for sure, this has got to be one of them. So the Germans knew about it. I mean, we're going on a hundred years since they were there in the 1930s or late 85 years. Sure. And so, of course, things are under the ice and there's a deep interest and it's been hidden. That's why it's esoteric is because it's known to only a select few. Sure, sure. So, so, so I guess you have, you know, I've seen like a lot of video of like the, 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 I guess you, a lot of people call it the ice wall. You know what I'm like? It's down there. It's just, yeah, like, that's not true. All right. I was there. There is no such thing. Okay. Interesting. That's no, I, I love hearing other, you know, other things being talked about it and stuff like, and I guess maybe it's just an angle of where people's boats were or whatever. And, you know, camera, well, look, there are what are known as ice shelves. Okay. Yeah. We've heard of them all. The Ross yeah. ice shelf, the Larson A and B's. They're so big. They're, they're the size of uh, some of our states. And sure. when they break off, they're the size of some of our small states. Sure. So first thing we saw, and I went down there in a sailboat. I was on a 26-day expedition to Antarctica from Argentina. Good first God. thing we saw before we caught landmass were these massive icebergs that had broke off from the yeah. ice shelf. Yeah. And they're 30 stories tall, and they're just like floating merchandise mart-sized buildings. Yeah. And... If you took a boat right up to them, and we did to some glaciers to collect yeah. some of the blue ice to put in our drinks, you look up and it's a, it is an ice wall. But that's the perspective you see just what, from what's water level. I've heard get above. I've heard the blue yeah. ice thing before too. Actually, like like that the ice is just, it's just I guess I, I, is it is it because it's so cold like that, or is that just how it breaks off in there? Or? I've always wondered. Uh, about yeah, that. so it's called calving. When a glacier breaks up or when an ice shelf breaks up, the pieces will break off. And we were actually in a fairly narrow channel when one of these glaciers came down. And so the first thing you see is the movement and then boom, the huge splash. And then a few seconds later, you hear the sound of it. And then a few seconds after that, you see the waves start coming at you. So we had to straighten our sailboat to take it straight on and then you just ride it out ba boom ba boom boom but if you if it hit you sideways uh and we did get hit with some big waves coming down uh it can do damage and even capsize a boat sure sure you know i've, I've spent some time like digging on google, the google earth you know antarctica and stuff like that looking around and you know i've always found some of the areas that 
seem to be blurred out kind of fascinating, but I have seen some of the photos that, that clearly look like pyramids. Um, you know, did you happen to run it across anything like that while you were down there? No, I do know where some on the map. I've looked at, at them uh, on Google Earth as well. Sure. And I know where a bunch of them are, um, but I have not been there myself to investigate. So... Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you do you do you think that there was like a you know because I've seen like eight old world maps and stuff that showed like Antarctica you know not frosted over and stuff. So do you do you think that just maybe due to like maybe pole shifts or something in some point in time it just froze over? Or do you think it's always been you know a, a barren wasteland? That is the presumption right now, because there's also some talk that it could even be a portion of Atlantis. Because the uh, Mid-Atlantic Ridge, which is volcanic all the way up to Iceland, yes, is volcanic all the way down. So where Plato said Atlantis was located beyond the Pillars of Hercules, which is Morocco and Spain, uh, and then to the south of there, the Canary Islands. By the way, uh, Patricia Corey, who lives out there, I've talked to her on a few interviews, they have a pyramid underwater at the Azori Islands. I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. That was discovered by fishermen using sonar and it is a perfect four-sided pyramid. So there's stuff underwater that's quite amazing too. But to your question about the pyramids getting down to Antarctica, it could be that during the last pole shift, a portion of the continent broke off and moved down to what is now today West Antarctica, which is the area that I happen to go to as well and it's very dramatic with uh rocks just shooting straight up some of them uh some of the summits have only been climbed in the last uh couple decades sure that there were still unclimbed mountains in antarctica from the time we were kids the first time anyone got up on some of these so it's pretty being down there it's it's like you're in another world it's so different than anything you'd experience uh here so I'm sure I recommend it. Oh, yeah. And the season has just ended, by the way. Of course, now it's uh, it's all nighttime at the South Pole for four months. Oh, wow. But it starts up again November uh, through March. Okay. All right. That, that would, that would, I mean, that would definitely be one of them once in a lifetime events that you have to take. I, you know, I think you'd want to take part of. That's you, only so many people have ever seen the base of it i guess in reality when you think about it because that's that's a really cold barren wasteland like it, you know I've, most of the pictures i've seen are just frozen and even some of the videos you see from some of the scientists and stuff down there like it's just it's just constant just below freezing so ridiculously below freezing that you couldn't even explain you know the amount of cold you felt while you were there i guess you know that is the perception yeah uh, because it is cold, it is way down there. But yeah. just like if you were to go up to the Arctic, even to the Arctic Ocean, yeah, which is well above the Arctic Circle, and where I went was just within one degree of the Antarctic Circle, there can be warm days. And there were two warm days that we were just wearing T-shirts and bathing suit for a couple hours in the middle of oh, the wow. day, even jumped in the water amid the icebergs and did the polar plunge quite cold but you get out and it wasn't it wasn't that 
freezing cold. So it can be done and it's, it's not as bad as, as you might think right now. It's horrible. Sure. <laughs> right now it is the coldest continent in the world. Sure. It's a, it's, it's their winter right now, I guess they're in the, they're in the middle of yeah. the, the dark, the dark season. So do you, do you, uh, I guess, I guess what's your views on the, uh, the, the aliens, do you think it's aliens or do you think it's something that the Germans have been doing underneath the, the ice down there? Probably a combo of both. Um, they have, I mean, you look at this, uh, this wreckage that was on the Google Earth images that I was talking about that I show in my presentations. If you look at, uh, there is intelligent design to it. It's not a rock formation, okay? It's, it's perfect symmetry and with a large cavity, uh, which the remote viewers at the Farsight Institute did a remote view of that location and got inside it and said it was some kind of massive craft for very, very tall beings too. That it was a, a, a very big built out. Now, another thing that's really weird that's going on in Antarctica was it was 75 degrees warmer than normal a couple months ago. And Michael Sala and some others are saying that there are these arcs that are located in Antarctica and they're starting to warm up. And maybe this is going to be the precursor to disclosure. Let's say one of these big ice roofs collapses and down below is either a civilization or a craft or one of these arcs or giants. I mean, it's any number of things that would just absolutely blow people away to see it could change our whole paradigm and thinking towards UFOs, that maybe the whole concept of ancient aliens is actually quite correct, that they have been coming here for quite a long time. And it is coded in old art and hieroglyphics and Sumeria cuneiform and so many other different ancient communication forms that you see UFOs and aliens. Oh, and don't even talk about all the Mesoamerican sites and all the sure. relics that have been found with gray aliens and UFOs, unmistakably these kind of craft that are coming out of all these different digs in Mexico. How many yeah. different Hollywood production movies has there been where there's been an alien craft buried in the ice. How many? That, We've, we talked about this well, on the last time you were on you. here. We talked about the thing. Yeah. yeah. How many different right. Hollywood movies has there been when there's been spaceships buried in the ice? I think quite a few. That's that predictive program. Quite a few buried theme. below the ice that have reactivated. And you bring up a enough. good point because think about all the movies with UFOs, not just buried in the ice, but oh, yeah. the thing was a very dangerous alien, right? If it, this thing gets mm -hmm. out, it's going to destroy humanity. How many alien movies, probably to the scale of nine out of 10, show them attacking Earth and being a total menace and uh, mm -hmm. wanting to kill humans, right? That's Only a couple like E.T. and Close Encounters all were benevolent aliens. All the rest, they just want to destroy the human civilization. NASA just admitted not too long ago, uh, weeks, maybe a couple of months ago, that there were no less than four hostile alien races in um, our galaxy that could swoop in at any time. And that has to do with dark forest theory, that the, the hostile alien forces are waiting. They could be here. 
They could be just out of our reach, our visual. Um, they could be just out of reach. And they're waiting, uh, watching us uh, to, to make their move. You well, know, see, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that you actually kind of go to that one. You know, something that me and me and, uh, you know, Mor Morpheus covered. We just did a uh, I just did a deep dive DARPA series that involves some like geoengineering with harp and stuff like that. And and I think, you know, that kind of stuff helps cloak the things that actually are going on in the skies and stuff that you can't see. You know, I mean, that's that's our government, you know, masking the air with whatever the hell they're spraying and stuff. And I, I think that might have something to do with like you know, keeping it cloaked from us because, you know, in, in some senses and in some places, it seems like, you know, alien sightings have gone down or UFO sightings have gone down, but then you look in other places and they're going, you know, wild and up. And I wonder if, wonder if it has anything to do with like, you know, cause I, cause I, I think our government works hand in hand with some of these benevolent type races that you would, you would speak of. And, and, you know, so obviously they've got some of these tricks from up their sleeve or, you know, technology from them and such. You make great points, guys. And let's just consider a couple scenarios. The first scenario, if they wanted to conquer Earth, boy, just 100 years ago, before we had advanced weaponry or nukes or missiles to fight back or even decent guns, we were right for the picking. But they sure. didn't do it, right? Earth has not been conquered by hostile aliens. So why now all of this discussion? And... Maybe it's because they're planning a fake alien invasion. You guys heard of Project Bluebeam, right? This is the yeah. holographic alien sky show, right? Well, this, this goes back quite a few decades. This has been uh, talked about in some of these uh, UFO conference circles. It came out with a woman named Carol Rosen, who in the 1970s worked with Werner von Braun, a paperclip Nazi extraordinaire Yep. rocket scientists who invented the V2 missiles that were raining down on London during World War II should have been on trial at Nuremberg as a war criminal. Now we're going to pick him up and help him start NASA. That's what happened. And That's but exactly what Werner happened. Von Braun at, at the end of his life had a bit of a conscience and he was privy to a lot of the, the, the plans, these globalist plans. And he would always say to her, Carol, the last card they're going to play after they even predicted it's going to be terrorists and then it's going to be an invisible enemy. And then he said the last card they're going to play is they're going to fake an alien invasion using holograms. And now the technology is there, you guys. Voice sure. to skull technology. So we're all schizophrenic, right? We're hearing voices in our heads. Sure, we, we technology yeah, we that can that do that. Yeah. And so this would be the grand final play of the cabal, of these globalists, to do their New World Order plan. And he has been predicting it since the 70s, that this would be the last go-to game that they're going to play and get us all on uh, yeah, to, 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 to try to get us under and control and see me and, uh, and Bandit kind of play. Uh, me and they're going to try. Play advocate man. In this situation. They're really going to try. Yeah, we think they're going to try and we, you know, knowing that they have like DARPA has the sentient world simulation going on. One thing that always happens is in the at the end of the day, humans still end up winning and the, the globalists yeah. end up falling. So and I think that's, you know, I think that's always something to look up, look up towards, because that's I think that's in with like raising our vibration and raising, you know, raising our spirits and stuff like that to to not be 
you know, sort of drab and dreary, at least acknowledge things that exist, but just not, you know, not harp on it too much. I had a joke there, but like, but like, you know, like it, it is good to know that like project Bluebeam is one of my favorite things like in the world to try to bring to people's attention. I really, I really have something that's cool because that technology does exist. You've seen where they've projected that kind of stuff in the sky over in like Japan and stuff like that. No, 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 no. They entertainment had a purposes. Thing in Seattle that they did over the 4th of July during lockdowns Yeah, where they had, they turned the Seattle space needle into a UFO that you could only see on your TV. Seriously. No, yeah. but if you really want to see there is there, uh, back in the late 90s, I think it was. I can't give you the exact details because I can't remember. I don't, I'm, I'd have to look it up. But there was an incident in New York City. Um, I want to say, actually, it was H.W. who was not George W. Bush. I think it was H.W. Bush was in office or was he still head of the CIA? I think he was. No, I think he was in office. They used Project Bluebeam to kidnap a NATO official to sway him to vote a certain way. Wow. You'd have to look it up, really. Look it up. But he spilled it about what really happened. Like, they full-on, like, alien abducted him, and it was regular people. And they're like, hey, you're going to vote this way, right? But, yeah. But yeah, uh, that's 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 you know that's one of those wild it's things. It's really I, gonna have to think about what they're really gonna have to do, because like I've always said, man, social media is the sharpest double-edged sword in the world right now. They can use it against you, and we can use it against them. Yeah. But uh, I I think it'll be about a fifty-fifty shot for them with Project Bluebeam. And that's going all in, like all chips in, not just like little bitty sightings here and there, abduction. I'm talking full scale alien invasion. They'd have to go all in. They might get half the population. They might get half the population to go, oh my God, this is real. The other half would probably go, get real, man. Get real. I, th- I think you're, yeah. I think your big right. cities, I think like your New York cities and your LA's and stuff is where you're going to see. That's going to be the focal point. Yeah. Major metropolitan areas. I think are going to be the focal point of this because everybody in rural Kentucky where I'm at is going to be like, get real, man. Sure. And I think I can see half and half out here where I'm at. Cause I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm but not, I'm hopeful. Sure. I, I have, I put a lot of faith in humanity. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> that's my curse i put a lot of faith in humanity well i mean look at look at how far we've come in history and all the terrible things we've actually been through and then you know here the three of us are today just conversating about wild things so i mean that that if that if anything that says a lot for humanity coming from lord knows what you know years ago because they don't tell us the truth about any of this stuff it's all you know edited up and put in favor of them. And, you know, I like that you bring up like operation paperclip and stuff because that, you know, a lot of the stuff that, you know, Nazis running to running to South America, Nazis running to Antarctica and stuff like that, you know, that, 
those are all real things that were happening. And then here we go scooping up not only Nazis, but we went over there and scooped up Japanese soldiers that were doing things like Unit 731 and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, that is that's all of that was some pretty evil shit. And then here we are putting them in charge of things like NASA and NATO and and even like, you know, like, you know, black ops government things like the CIA and FBI are just were funneled into places like that. And it's it. It amazes me to question: Did did the, did the Nazis actually lose, or did they just kind of make up some stuff and con- you know continue Great. here in the states? Question. You could say that we're the Fourth Reich. <laughs> uh, I make that point in my book, Future Esoteric, and okay. I have more information about it in Beyond Esoteric. That yeah, the the money got sucked out of Europe. There are still priceless artifacts that have never been recovered after World War II. And quite a few were found in old mine shafts and stuff. These Manet and Impressionist paintings from France that the Nazis had looted. Then the money man, who was the number two at the end of the war after Hitler, Martin Bormann, he kept popping up all over Argentina. Imagine that, the money man who's making investments in corporations and buying up ginormous land holdings in Chile and Argentina and U-boat submarines still popping up on the Argentinian coast months after the war. So they escaped with quite a bit, right? So you can make a case that they did uh, get the good stuff out, let's say. And it's 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 just funny to see, you know, in, in, in places like Ukraine and even here in the States, all of this, you know, like ac- actual Nazi things, you know, type type things going on. And and I, I swear it kills me that people like just let it go past their face and don't even you know realize that a lot of these dudes are up to, you know, like, as you said, never a straight answer is probably the, the, the top group right there that has been up to some really interesting things with their you know, billions and trillion dollar budgets that, that they don't really have anything to show for, you know, they, they, they blast a rocket once in a while and it doesn't even work. So it, like, it's, it, it amazes me that people even put trust into, into groups like that and, and aren't even questioning them to begin with. So, yeah. exactly. So- well, we have been hoodwinks for quite a long time. So it's, it's time that we, uh, Start to reclaim our sovereignty, reclaim our history, reclaim all that has been kept from us because what you guys know as well as I do, it's just been so much and humans have just been really mistreated so long by the, these other elitist groups. I was up uh, just this last weekend up in the Redwoods with some friends and we had some time to sit around and read and I found Animal Farm by George Orwell on the shelf. I read it in 24 hours again. Wow, what a great book, man. It just shows that every good, uh, well-meaning, egalitarian movement always turns into an animal farm. Always the pigs, whoever they are. I love how he uses pigs in the animal farm as an analogy. They're always going to assume power. And the very last line in Animal Farm, is when they, the animals looked in where the pigs were meeting with the humans and they looked back and forth and they couldn't distinguish the pigs from the humans anymore. 
So every every revolution, you get your Castro, and they just stick to power. And sure. we have something very special here in America, and they got to hand it to our founding fathers who had the foresight of seeing that. And George Washington turned down the option of being a king or being an emperor and just being the ruler for life. He and our founding fathers put together all the best ideas from ancient Greek and, and Roman uh, Republic concepts. And even the Republic in Rome crumbled to the emperors. That's when the Caesars took over. Sure. And you did uh, these great institutions. And you guys know ours is now under attack at the moment. They can only really hold their ground for a couple hundred years before the pigs of animal farm seek to take it over. And these are the globalists that we see in the world today. And they try to stay the hidden enemy and tell us anything we need to know and soothe us with our news propaganda. And, uh, but people like you guys, you see through it and sure. your audience. I think, overplayed their hand. I think they overplayed their hand this time quite a bit. I really do. I think they tried and they're continuing. And I think they, their thought is we just got to push harder, 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 not realizing that. Nah, we're, we're, I think we're done. I think we're done here. You know, <laughs> we're, we're not going to be pushed anymore. And I think they overplayed their hand, you know, and I, and I think with what you see in the news today is just nothing but them trying everything they can to maintain control. Throwing everything I, they got. I, they're throwing in everything they got now. And they're, yeah. they're going all in right now. And <clears throat> to somebody who doesn't see through it, you really see just like panic. That's all you see. It's just like, uh, man, the, we got wars. We got famine incoming. We got wars. We got pestilence. We got death. Now let me now let me let me throw this wild thing out there. I guess we always a lot of people always talk about like the the aggressive type aliens and stuff. So nobody ever makes mention of if there's any I guess friendly type aliens. Would you would you Brad think that there's any out there that are actually like on the side of humanity doing anything in the background while we have the groups that are doing the wrong in the background? Well, actually, I do, and and that is partly what gives me hope for humanity that we're not being totally manipulated by the baddies. Because again, if they wanted to take us over, they could have done it a long time ago. Sure, sure. That's my understanding that there are laws of free will as well as laws of how much interaction you're allowed to have with developing civilizations such as ours. So for example, in the Star Trek series, they have the prime directive. So that is uh, also a universal law, perhaps called by a different name, but let's just use that as a way to understand this. I think that's a great That example. a prime directive is, remember when Star Trek was going around, they'd go to a, a civilization and it, we, we can't interfere. We have to basically stay hands off. There's a lot of reasons for that, but let's just assume that that is the law that is affecting ETs here on this planet. Well, then they wouldn't want to be our nanny. They wouldn't want to just land on the White House lawn and perhaps we would worship them as gods as perhaps in the past had been done. Sure. So I think they're looking to us 
to really solve our own problems, but they would help on the back end in a very subtle way. And it's my understanding there's far more good ones out there than there are the bad ones. It's the bad ones we feel or focus on because they're so in your face. Sure. And they're the ones that have been doing the bad stuff to us for all this time. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's, 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 there's no doubt in my mind with that. You know, I've always, always been curious with that. That's one thing you, when you're digging around, you hear people talk about like, you know, reptilians and you know, this, that, and the other, but I've, it, it's just always been one of those things to me. I'm like, there's gotta be some that are out there fighting the good fight, I guess. Cause there's, there's folks like me and you and, you know, in bandit here and stuff and other folks we've had in on here that have, you know, that, that higher, higher willpower, I guess you could say when it comes to a lot of things. And and, and I think it makes a difference and it helped, it does help in the rays of the vibration. And I think that the more we work towards something like that, the better chance we actually see of maybe some of these other ones stepping into the spotlight to, to aid us because we're, we're learning in such a way, you know, especially learning in like, like the esoteric side of things and stuff like that and the symbolism and stuff. Obviously a lot of that was kind of even them leaving a message when they were here in the past, you know, it wasn't just, wasn't just our ancestors leaving messages. I, I really believe that there's been like crop circle type messages and stuff like that, that were engraved in stone even throughout, throughout time. Like that's, that is, is a way to, I don't know, kind of lure us. I know I've seen where you've spent a lot of time too, like up at Mount Shasta and that's, I know that's an alien hotbed. So like that, oh, yeah. I, 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 I'd, I'd be willing to bet that you've probably seen quite the few UFO sightings in that area. I was just talking to a young lady the other week that seen that had one. Yeah, I have. And I will be back up there in a couple of weeks for the Mount Shasta summer conference. And, and every uh, Saturday night we do a sky watch. Now we've got uh, Reverend John Polk coming out with a dozen of his night vision glasses. Guys, if you've never done that before, it is so cool. Just anybody's backyard in America, lying on your back and looking at the sky, you'll see things that are inexplicable all the time. Oh, yeah. He does them in Sedona. He does these UFO tours every night. And his motto is, if you don't see something that you believe is inexplicable or UFO, your money back. He's never had to give his, the money back to anyone because every night they see something over Sedona. So we're going to do that in Mount Shasta a couple nights for this conference and uh yeah we'll come back on in a month or two and let you know how that goes <laughs> oh for sure because um, i bet i i man that would be that'd be an awesome thing to do I, I happen to live in the country myself there's not you know too many lights going on this way and if you walk you walk through far enough through the woods you can come open to kind of a deer field back uh, back in my area here and and that's definitely something i even like to do with my kids is just go out there and star watch we went out there for that recent meteor shower that happened and stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's just amazing to go out there and watch the sky. Like I, I've, I've had, you know, my own, you know, sightings, I guess you could call them and stuff like that in my lifetime. So like, I, I'm sure there's, there's things out there. And a, a point I always like to bring up is how they, how they tend to dive down into the ocean a lot. Um, when, when, you know, when there are these sightings and, and uh, it, like, I, I believe that a lot of these things can travel not only, you know, through the air, but down underwater as well. And bandits even bandits even like pointed out to me a few times, you know, about some of the different things going on, like with that as well. I, I mean, I don't want to take it over. Go ahead, bud. You can. I know you you like to talk about the, this a little bit too. Um, if you look at a lot of the videos that they posted, uh, 
most alien spacecraft, uh, most UFO sightings, the, the spacecraft is always traveling away from Earth. A lot of them. Sure. They, they've got a lot that where the spacecraft either dive into the ocean or come up out of the ocean or come up and always leave the atmosphere. Yeah. You'll never see an alien spacecraft like come down. Uh, it's yeah. They're and always on they, the way out. Yeah. They're always, they're like, always on the way out. Always on the way out. So that makes me, th that, that so, I've, I've always been somebody that actually kind of buys more. Into a lot of them are still earth. here. Yeah. Like, I've always, I think there's an inner earth and I think like that crater in China that just appeared and un unveiled all that rainforest recently like is more proof that there's yeah. more of an inner earth and I totally hollow think, earth. Yeah, like Absolutely. Hollow, hollow earth, inner earth, however you want to you know look at it. Yeah. I totally think there's, there's definitely like species living under there, whether it be aliens, giants, all the above. Like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely somebody who believes giants used to walk this planet for sure. And I think some of them still do. They're just, they do a good job at hiding. Like there, cause there's, there's still plenty of areas of earth that's untouched. Like there's still plenty of rainforests and jungles and stuff like that. that ocean. An ocean that we'll never see, like, you know, even probably in our lifetime, if, if not even the next one, no matter the technology, really. I know you dig into giants a little bit there, Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, another piece of our prehistory that's been robbed from us. And boy, the story, <laughs> the list is very long on all the things that have been kept from uh, the average person from knowing certainly our schooling is indoctrination into what they want <laughs> us to think yeah. the, the, the famous quote was from john d rockefeller yeah the first billionaire robber baron oil guy but he also started funneling money into uh, medical schools and the sure. medical system and his infamous quote was but I don't need a country of thinkers. I need a nation of obedient workers. He founded the AMA, right? He did. Uh, it, it, he didn't found it. He certainly funded it. He, yeah, he, he funded it to his creation was the AMA. Yeah. Yep. That was a beast and it's still a beast. He, he was, created big pharma. And he, he yeah. also, he also funded um, uh, a lot of the, original like cancer groups and stuff like the 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 like the susan g coleman type stuff like it, when you go back into the early days because what it's it, now susan g coleman or whatever but what it was well before, american cancer society that you know that you notice how it you notice how it's not the american anti-cancer yeah. society american cancer society it, it sounds like they're proponents oh yeah why don't you all get cancer and then we'll uh, treat you sure right yeah yeah, somebody who's real healthy and never goes see. to the hospital, that's not a good customer. Yeah. Rick, you gotta have free good customers. We are a nation of consuming, you know? They want to keep it that way. Focus medical system. Sure. Sure. And I mean, and I, I, petroleum-based medical system. And you know, Oof. a lot of these, a lot of these elites per se don't even take any of this stuff either. Like, you know, they have they have they have technology already that's, you know, advanced, so advanced that, you know, they can heal just about any ailment they probably come across and they, they just keep it for themselves. Like, you know, I think things like, you know, because it's not a moneymaker, man. Sure. Sure. Because you, you know, healthy you heal somebody up. You, you healthy people, you can't make money off healthy people in any way. Nope. And that's what they do is look for a way to make money off of it before they release it to us. That's just that. that I mean, that's just in the last a lot of rich people. 
lot of rich people out here in California. And I'll tell you, they've got personal chefs that they can afford it, but they'll eat organic and mm -hmm. they don't, they don't go to fast food. They don't take our pharmaceuticals. They have natural, healthy healing modalities, but they don't want us to know, see, because mm -hmm. they would prefer after our working lifetimes are extinguished that we would just go away because yep. even social security and a pension are really expensive and uh, we've expired just like boxer, the workhorse in animal farm. He, he was weeks before his retirement. They promised him a meadow to go and, and then he collapsed from working so hard. And the next day they took him to the glue factory. I mean, that, that is just indicative of how they think of working people in the world today. We're just like boxer the horse. And as soon as your useful period is over, just check out, would you do us all a favor? Just check out, you know, uh, that Lagarde, she just mentioned that too. She said to an appeal to all the seniors out there, you know, it, it's beneficial to the younger generations. If you would just check out a little early for us, uh, AKA euthanize yourself. And this is the mentality of these people. Mm -hmm. They're, they wow. are, we do live on a prison planet, you guys. These are psychopaths who are running this planet. Yep. And this is what we have to take out. Uh, and and I, I would say that these, well, here's the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath. It's very important to know sure. because a psychopath, they're just like, we don't care if you think we're an asshole. We got all the money in the world and we'll just do whatever we want to you and smile while we do it. But a sociopath, like politicians have an image to keep up and yeah, they're just as cutthroat and no compassion as a psychopath, but they'll keep up an image. And I think sociopaths are even more dangerous than psychopaths oh, yeah. because they will show you a side that they are, are not just to get their way with you. <coughs> oh, a psychopath will stab you right, right in the front and sociopath will stab you in the back. That's right. There you go. That's and, how it and, is. And, I, and I, I, I agree there. I think a lot of these, these like, oh, golly, at least my entire lifetime, almost for some of these politicians and like, they, they are, you can't tell me that there ain't something tweaked wrong with them. Like there, you, you can see the oh. mental illness. <laughs> Every single well, one. And you can also see the hybridization with, uh, Maybe some of that uh, Anunnaki or Nephilim DNA with the big heads, which uh, Brian Forrester, he has a knack of collecting photos of bankers with great big heads coming out the back. Uh, you can see that on Jacob Rothschild. If you catch yeah. him at the right angle, he's a protrudent out right out the back. So yeah. the, these, these entities are still here. They're, they're the ones. I think they're they the have, psychopaths. They That's have they nothing but time. About well, that's why they don't care about the human race. It yeah. is, right now, yeah. we're dealing with an anti-human depopulation agenda. And anybody that doesn't understand what I'm saying, look at the first clause on the Georgia Guidestones. That's right down there by you guys. It is. Mm -hmm. yes, that's, Humanity and balance so. at 500 million. Yeah. Well, they, they state their purpose and cause right there etched in stone. If you don't believe me. Look up George Guidestones. Have you, have you guys seen the um, the drone footage of the top of it? And it looks like the stones have blood, blood stains. Sacrifice. Blood stains yeah. from sacrifices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's that'd make great gravel for my driveway. And why anybody hasn't done that yet, man? I just exactly. don't know. Why hasn't anybody torn that down yet? Because, because it's almost a two and a half hour drive from my house, and gas. Like, I mean, <laughs> that would right make now. great gravel for my driveway. Well, you know, you, know? When, when you, ever, you ever make it down to Georgia and visit me, maybe we'll have to take that little trip up that way and do something about that. I mean, again, stick a dynamite throw. <laughs> I think I think that'd be a good a good middle finger to everybody out there that follows that thing. Yeah. Well, but you see, it's hidden in plain sight. There it is. People They're are not. Uh, we're just a conspiracy. We're just conspiracy theorists, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're we're, we're uh, crazies. We should be taken seriously. We yeah, are conspiracy. I like to refer to us as conspiracy oracles, you know, because everything that <laughs> we have talked about has come has, has come true. Yeah, it's it come comes true. Amazing, isn't that? Yeah. People people were looking at me twenty years ago, going, "You're you're crazy. You're just a kid." And I'm just like, "No, I'm not. I can see what's going on, and I need everybody to figure it out." And it's amazing though today to see the amount of people that are that are trying to figure it out and are are getting hip to hip to the game. And I think it's because of people like yourself out there, you know, out there, you know, preach, preaching the good word in different ways to these people that this, you know, that this stuff does exist and, you know, writing these books and stuff out there and putting this information out there. Like I, you know, I, I appreciate you. I was definitely a fan before I even started making a show and was quite humbled to even get you the first time. And even more so now to have you back again. Like I, I, I you know, I, I appreciate your perspective on a lot of this stuff because you, you do seem to be wise into it and, and have had a lot going on with it throughout the years. So I would, in a sense, consider you an expert in, in this field, regardless of if somebody wants to call you a conspiracy theorist or not. I mean, I, at this point in time, I think we should wear that with, with, with pride. Like that's a belt of honor to, to be called a conspiracy theorist. Well, here's a joke for you. What's the difference between six months and a conspiracy theory? What's that? The truth. <laughs> all takes just six months so i'm running out of conspiracy theories because they all keep coming true so if you got any good ones uh lay them on me they're gonna keep uh, their oh man yeah. if the government is good at one thing it's good at giving us conspiracy theories to crack sure sure and the weight really the, late, the latest thing that i've been digging a lot and talking a lot about that actually funnily enough ties back into like this stuff in a in a sense is i'm I'm big into uh, one called actor-based reality. I bring it up a lot um, wherever I go. It's it, but when you're talking about like this and these maybe these benevolent forces that have been here for Lord knows how many years with these protruding heads have been you know are acting as different different heads of state and different you know TV stage people and whatnot to uh to continue this agenda that they have going on like it's it's, it's a game to them you know you it and it kind of coincides with a lot of things like this i uh it they they do a lot of like biometric matchup stuff and like it, it gets kind of wild like there's even some points in it where they're like jfk and jimmy carter were the same were the same person and you know bandit always looks at me funny on that one but like when you start matching up things like the teeth and the ears and stuff like that you're just like well, holy shit, it's quite possible, you know, that this is some kind of weird entity just, you know, portraying somebody else years down the road just because they, cause they're, they're protected, I guess, in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to really see too much happen to them. I, at the end of the day, I know they have addresses and stuff like that, just like anybody else, but, like, a lot of them have, I don't know, they're just, Biden's a great example. He's been in there for Lord knows how many years, and now all of a sudden he's, 
the 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 poopy guy and it's supposed to be in charge yeah. but i th- i think he, i think he's in a nursing home somewhere and they just kind of film him and tell him what's going uh, on he's not even in a nursing home man they've done facial comparisons to like the earlobes the nose the eyes just a whole facial structure of him now compared to even uh his uh vice president days and then from his vice president days to him as a senator in the 70s and 80s and 90s nothing matches up different guy nothing i mean even even they'd like to say oh he's had a facelift he's had facial to make himself appear younger nothing still matches up there's certain points of your face that still would match up with old pictures none of that matches nothing does so you think you think the real biden's actually gone already yeah he's gone yeah yeah what do you think it is then bandit clone uh, i a replacement somebody somebody that has agreed to uh do the bidding of whoever like the people in charge are like the powers that be we i don't know i never like to i never like to say like who's really in charge because nobody knows well yeah we'll never know the true people in charge i believe like the true so i always like to say just the powers that be because these guys that are really in charge everybody always likes to put a front man to it like the big one now is klaus schwab with the wef uh you've got uh even he's got a boss yeah, he, he's a he, he's a puppet. 100%. Like the real people in charge. I mean, we've never seen. They've never been mentioned in history books. There's no pictures of them. Um, nobody knows who they are, what they look like. Nothing. I mean, and that's the scary thing about this is that if you go high enough in any like, it, it, take it take for example a corporation, a business. You go high enough to the top. You come to one person, one person in charge. You can say there's always like a group of families, but that group of families will come together and there is always one person that will preside over them, always one person in charge. And to think that there is one person in charge of the world right now, it's kind of scary, you know, to think that there's one person with that much power to hold sway and like you said, these beings have been here forever, have always been here. That one person in charge could quite possibly have been here for thousands of years, just I, orchestrating everything in history. I, I just you know, did. I get the brain working. <laughs> I actually did just a. I just did a video or um, an episode on the Red Pill Projects makes you think about about a guy that uh, the Saint Germain that has that claims to be immortal and you can actually find traces of him in not only like uh greek lore and you know ancient ancient times and stuff like that but you can find him like all the way up almost to modern time and he, he claims that he's an immortal guy and has been a bunch of different people throughout these years and and even you know saint germain a few times and and claims he was like the son of some royal like back in back in like the first queen elizabeth's time and stuff like that and you're just like you're just like, well, wait well, that a also minute. Brings you know, up it makes you wonder point. if this stuff's true or not. Because it, it, when you start thinking about the things like you're talking about and like we've been talking about here this evening about these groups in charge, it makes you wonder: are they are they immortal? Are they out here, or do they have lifespans that make Maybe. ours look like a joke? 
that, that also brings up a good point, though. Why the big push for Ancestry.com and 23andMe? Why the they're big push? They're someone. They're looking for a bloodline. Someone or, yeah, could very well be. They're looking for something. I refuse they're to do it. For a person, they're looking for a bloodline or they're looking for a group of people. Well, if it's me that they're looking for, they'll never know it because I refuse to take part in that. So, it's, it's an interesting thought, though. No, it's a, it's another, it, and also, you know, BlackRock owns a piece of Ancestry.com now. Man, BlackRock, that's a wow. That's, that's a thing in their that's a thing in their own. Like they, when you really get to digging on BlackRock, they own damn near everything nowadays. Like they, they've got a share in something, whether it. Whether it be from car companies to housing markets and everything like that, and I, and it makes it makes me wonder, like, what kind of, you know, like wh who's pulling the strings at that company? You can trace that back to a CEO, but like, who's pulling his strings? There's got to be a president of BlackRock somewhere, you would think, maybe, right? Like, yeah, Larry Fink. It's Larry Fink, and he yeah, uh, he's the CEO guy, yeah, right. Yeah. But I, I see what you're saying. He's got uh, some masters above boss. him, I'm sure. Yeah, Somewhere everybody's got a boss history. until the boss yeah. has no more bosses, and then that's the real boss. Yeah. And you know, Max Egan just came out with a great uh, new Crow House in which he starts out with BlackRock and their software called Aladdin, which you've had for about 15 years, and it's a form of AI. And it has just yeah. dominated the markets, dominated. Companies who work with BlackRock cannot even compete unless they're using and licensing the Aladdin uh, bots to do all this trading. So <laughs> everything is fake now, you guys. I right? mean, they've no, just no. gained the system to the nth degree. Did There's you, not, no honesty anymore. I'm sure in you any heard about market. that Google guy that actually just got uh fired or sent on leave or whatever because he came out whistleblowing saying that the google ai has become completely sentient and and when you and when you hear about yep. things like that and and i know a lot about that aladdin ai actually too that that blackrock owns and that that's some scary stuff like it's it's literally trying to take like that i think that i think it's another player in the field not only do you have these alien entities doing things but i also think you've got terminator slowly breeding you know in in the computer systems right now and and that's i think that's a wild card people should also be looking at in in a sense because this ai is ai is is almost in everything we do like from ordering your food at a restaurant to to you know running your card at the gas station there's there's ai involved in all of that even if it's just simple ai there it still can be taught how to do some of these things and stuff like that like that's uh, that's something people should think about. There's, I, I don't know. There's, that's some interesting stuff there for sure. So, but you know, I, 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 you know, this has been fantastic. I enjoy having you on again, bud. Is there anything we didn't cover tonight you want to touch on before you pop out of here? Oh, well, yeah. Just, um, if anybody, any of your listeners out in California, I got a couple conferences coming up Saturday at disclosure fest. Out That's in the uh, Los Angeles Historic Park uh, all day on Saturday. Plus, there's music acts and a lot of really cool stuff. I'm looking forward to that one. So, I'll be down in L.A. this weekend and then up to Mount Shasta again for the summer conference, July 9 through 12, a four-day conference. 
and oh. I'm speaking, giving a workshop and moderating a panel on that one. And if anybody is interested in my books, Beyond Esoteric, Escaping Prison Planet is the latest offering. And uh, if, if, good, if, good to talk to you guys. Yeah, no, of course you guys it's, know I'm going to share all his links and stuff like that so that you can find all this great information and get, you know, get back to Brad and catch him everywhere else that he is because, you know, there's, he's, a, he's a really smart guy and like he, I, I think he's got a lot of great things to talk about. You folks out there, definitely make sure you catch him at, at those events this weekend and Mount Shasta and we're going to, we'll, we'll try to shoot to get him back on here maybe in sometime in August when he's done doing all that running around and has time to talk to us again and isn't, isn't as busy as he is. I was, I, I'm thankful that you did come and talk to us this evening. The bandit was oh, you're very you welcome. Yeah, well, maybe nah, we'll see, uh, something up on the mountain there. I'll, I'll be able to report back to you. Uh, oh, Lowell Johnson, who is also one of the speakers at Mount Shasta, he has had an experience in Telos, the inner city in Mount Shasta. Really? He has a whole 90-minute talk that he does about it, and he's going to take us up on the mountain. So you never know. Maybe I won't even come back out. Maybe I might go just down find there and, and that might be the end of it. Huh? Go run well, away. I'll pop back out in time zone or I'll do a little time traveling here and there and pop back, come back on the show. There we Let go. You know That'd, be great. That'd be great though. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you though. If you ran away to live inside of Mount Shasta, I'm pretty sure it's, it's quite peaceful in there. I've, act, I've, I've seen a little bit, some pieces of the people that have talked about things like that. And who knows, maybe you'll be next. Maybe you'll get to go and visit the inside of it when you're up there. So I heard the chicks are really hot too. So <laughs> really good DJs and dance parties. So yeah, we could have some fun down there. Why not? Heck yeah. Worth heck a try. Yeah. Well, of course you guys, you know, you know, like I said, I'll make sure that all these links for him are out there so that you guys can get around to them. And I encourage you guys to check out our sponsors at Kirk Elliott, forward slash Jim Bob forward slash get yourself in some gold and, and silver because that might help you in case the dollar continues to crash. Like we were talking early in the show, you can also check over at peachykeycreations.com and get yourself some soaps and teas that are, that are made with, uh, you know, healing energies and stuff like that. She's a, she's a Reiki practitioner and, and master and stuff. And she can also do some mailing on you. So check that out. Of course, you can go over there to the, uh, to our freedom pirate store that you can find on unconstitutionalawakening.com and get you some un awesome unconstitutional awakening merch. We appreciate you guys for checking us out one more time this evening and make sure you guys go give Brad some love at his, his pages and everywhere you can follow him, which I make sure I'll share and y'all have a fantastic evening. We'll talk to you next time on unconstitutional awakening. Good night now. <laughs>